And we're back. Hey, second time's a charm. Maybe this will work now. The the audio part always works, right? The audio podcast always works. It's the most important part of our business. Uh, business. It's all we care about. It's all about the business, the business. But we do like to do the live streaming because it's fun. That's fun. And a lot of people only listen through that right. method. And, if, and I hate for them to miss out. And it just said on your phone right here, I'm looking at the screen, it says now live on your YouTube channel. Now live. So it's working. It's working. So yes, just to give you a little brief intro, <laughs> we're working back on old equipment because our new fancy Roadcaster, Procaster, Pro Procrastinator. <laughs> pro Procrastinator. Um, broke. And so we had to ship it back to Australia, to the, to the land of Bluey. All cease. The Aussies. You want to know an interesting Put fact? shrimp on the bobby. An interesting thing. I, uh, I I'm still getting nothing on uh, Facebook. I got it. It's up online. Uh, it's up. Perfect. Yeah. Um. I heard an interesting fact. Oh, I see it. I heard an interesting fact today. Mm-hmm. American Factory. children are watching so much Bluey that they're become they're gaining Australian accents. So that also happened with Peppa Pig. Did it? Oh, that's a terrible show. Though. It, it is, but they started... Even my kids would pronounce strawberry like, like they did strawberry. on... strawberry. It's a strawberry. Like, give me a strawberry. Mommy, can oh. we go on holiday and eat strawberries? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's what, that's what they used to say. Graham had said it, and that's when I was like, you know what? We're done with Mommy. the old Peppa Pig here. Oi. Oi. <laughs> Oi, Oi, mommy, what the L? Um, there's no British accent I like more than Roy Kent. Roy, yeah, can Roy Kent? <laughs> I can't do it. Marley but he's very uh, good sometimes it. chants the Roy Kent theme song. Real, I don't even remember the Roy Kent um, theme song. He's there. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yeah. That, that is from the TV show Ted Lasso. And if you aren't part of the team. If you haven't been roped. Where you been? Where you at? You are missing out on a joy. Just a, an, an absolute, absolute joy treasure. of life. That it's is on Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. Yes, it costs money, but yep, you get yep. a free trial. Watch that show. Get the. This is what you do. You get the free trial, and you'll be able to watch. The, it's in the second season right now. So what I'd say is, wait a month. Wait a month. The second season will probably be over by then, and then get the free trial. Watch every episode during your seven days because you will easily be able to partake. Yeah, in they're only the it's entire. Like, it's like eight episodes. They're only half hour each. Yeah. Oh, Dirk's with us. He says you're live. We are live. Thanks, Dirk. Kurt Thanks for following. says, my daughter snorted instead of gaining an accent. Like, <laughs> like a pig. <laughs> like, listen, Craig, Craig, you need to, we might need to have an intervention. We need to stop this. There's, uh, there's we don't want rehab facilities. Feral pig children <laughs> running around in our counties. Okay. And uh, that's what's happening with Peppa Pig. Next, we're going to have blue healer children yeah, that but, are nipping at heels. But Bluey's is not a bad, not a bad. Uh, it's a pretty good show. show. There's some weird existential things like where they go like into space. Really? Like in their imagine. I don't even know. I don't really watch it that closely. So it's like uh, uh, the, what's that? School bus? Magic no, 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 school no, no, bus. No, no, no. It's, it's like art, artsy. Like 
the show. I don't even know. It's like d- diving deep into the delving mind. into the universe, <laughs> yeah, delving into the minds of human beings. Uh, Dirk said, "Should have been beans, not strawberries." Oh, mommy, may Mo- I have some beans? Mommy, may I have some Heinz beans? Oi, oi, fill me up on the beans, Ofi- mommy. Official bean of raw Kent. <laughs> Give me the fucking beans, <laughs> mama, mom. Um, well, that went off the rails a little bit. So anyway, can you? Uh, Accents changing because of a TV show. That is weird. That shows you I bet how that kind of happened with like Crocodile Dundee. All of a sudden, everybody was saying, oh, "That's not a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. This is a knife." <laughs> or uh, the size of a tangerine. Yeah, that's uh It's just a. Uh, it's just an expression that. N- no, I know, but that is. Um... What's the guy that was in? He played Alfred. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. If you ever want to say <laughs> Michael Caine in a perfect British accent, just say my cocaine. Yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah, pretty good. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Some Chris. people. You know? And you one of do? them, my cocaine. My cocaine. Unbelievable. Um, Speaking of Batman, I heard uh, there's a more trauma on the Batman set. This isn't news really because i don't like just, physical this trauma is more like gossip mm, okay. you're a gossiper no apparently like the director was mad because robert pat did we already talk about this i don't think so robert pattinson showed up at the set like real big i don't know if he meant fat or jacked no i don't think he meant jacked. he was like all jacked. i think up. he meant like out of shape how's that possible doesn't make sense does it no it really doesn't because the guy's a he's a slight man slender if you will yeah petite for a man <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. he's borderline right? yeah it's a bit borderline he's a twinkly vampire <laughs> he is very twinkly and now he's gonna be b- batman don't look at his eyes i'm batman and i twinkle <laughs> oh god twinkly batman <laughs> gosh i think that's more terrifying than a dark batman um hey dirk since you're with us uh let me know if you want that tree. Dirk's getting a tree. Oh, yeah, nice. I like trees. Oh, David said, put another shrimp on the bob, eh? Oh, I already said that. You You're did? late to the game. Yeah, as soon as you said... He's always late. Hey, by the way, we never talked about our snarf dinner. We didn't. No, we never even brought it up. Two weeks ago, we went over, we talked about it on the air, we even yes. said what the menu was. That's true. Well, first off, he was supposed to come on the show... He, Mr. Seedentop agreed at the dinner to come on the show and we could discuss, like, I don't know, whatever we do discuss. And, of course, the dinner. And he could explain the menu Because there was in his inspirations way. and all And there was hors-divores. Hors-divores. <laughs> no, a mouge-bouche. A mouge-bouche. That was yeah. the first thing. Um, it, it was amazing, it was I have really to say. Good. So a little bit of backstory. I had bet. Uh, David, two years ago now. No, it was last year. He no. was right. He was right. It was the 2020 season. It was the 2020 season, but it was prior to the season well, starting. Yeah, it was so, in the spring. Yeah. It, well, I guess it was early 2020. Yeah. And I had bet him uh, that the White Sox would have a better record than the Cubs. Um, I'm a White Sox fan. He's a Cubs fan. Chris is also a Cubs fan and didn't really want to bet against the Cubs. But he did. He was along for the ride. Listen. I will throw any convictions under the bus for a free meal. For food. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And what <laughs> For happened, free food. Um, so 
anyways, the White Sox had like a two game better record, or it might have even been one game better record. But the the deal was either if I lost, uh, David would have to be a king of Snarf Talk. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to put it up on the screen. If you go to patreon.com slash Snarf Comics, you can check out our Patreon. We have exclusive content for Patreon subscribers. You can also get uh, T-shirts, monthly loot crates. Boxes. Box Snarf. Bundle of Snarfs. Bundle of Snarfs that are curated by us personally I know there's a couple. uh, If you are a Bundle of Snarfs person, we're a little behind on them, but what we like to do is queue them up, right? Because it's only so much a month. We got to get them But we want to buy more expensive things. Yeah. So we queue up a couple months and then we send them out like quarterly. Yeah. Um, That's what it should be put on there as like quarterly. Yeah. Right now I think I... I have it bi-monthly, but we should do it quarterly. Yeah. That makes more sense because it is, we always forget. Anyway, so he was going to be a Snarf King, and at the Snarf King level, um, you got a... It's super, 100 bucks a month. Super premium bundle of Snarf? Yeah, it's everything we offer, you get in that package. Plus, you get like basically what amounts to like $50 a month in curated merchandise. Not merchandise, but like like we buy good things. I yeah. think we buy good things. And also, when when we put a comic book out, you get a credit, you get to be a sponsor, and you get a character drawn like you. I, I like the uh, the when, when aspect of yeah. that, um, as if that's something that's in the works right now. <laughs> of course, it's always in the works. It's always, always in the works. works. You know, we'll catch up. We're getting it. We'll catch up. We'll, we'll get in our swing. Anyway, that was, uh, if you lost, he so got the Snarf King, and then... Correct. He... Lost. Lost. He had to make a... Gourmet, like multi-course meal, like five-course meal yeah, for us and our significant others. Yes, and anybody else, but really just us. So for six people, yeah, including himself and his wife, uh, he's making this gigantic meal, and he lost, and he he did. He paid he, up. He on paid it. up he on the good. deal. Uh, put and together I had, all I the had stuff. a ball. Man, it was a good time. I was really worried. I talked about it on the show because I was having like significant COVID vaccine symptoms the night before. I know. And then I'm like, oh, this is going to ruin it. It's going to ruin it. Yeah. I did. I was completely broke out in hives as an allergic reaction <laughs> to the vaccine. Yes, you were. Uh, David made fun of me, and he said I looked like rickety cricket. Uh, it's always sunny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really funny because it's relatively accurate. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, you got to look him up because it was it's funny. But um, yeah, he had hives all over his face. They progressively got better throughout the night. Bit, yeah. They went down. They were really bad around your scars. Yeah, areas. it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is weird. sensitive skin. The more I think about it, the funnier it is. Oh boy! Sorry. So anyway, <laughs> Sorry we, we went there. Uh, we were greeted at the door with flutes of champagne. Yes. And then we had the amuse bouche, mm-hmm. which was some uh, sangria, or no? Was it the yeah local, the local <clears throat> craft beer? No, the sangria was part of that, paired with uh, lamb meatballs with a like a Greek. Um, it was like, like a, a tzatziki. tzatziki sauce yes. or whatever it was called, made out of like Greek yogurt. That was phenomenal. I- I tell you what, that was one of my favorites. That was really good. I could have, I could have ate fifteen of them balls. I, I could have pretty much just ate those for my entire meal. Yeah, I, I was all in that. That was very, very good. And that was just starting out. And then we had, what do we have paired with the local craft beer? Then, oh goodness, I think that was the meatballs. no, yeah. was it? Yeah, because then the second course we had was what? 
Oh boy. Oh, we had the um the tie, the poo poo, <laughs> poos. Yeah, poos like pork. It was like a it was like a pork stir not stir fry. No, it was this like is a, why he needed to come on. A, like a barbecue, uh, kind of like a barbecue pulled pork mixed with like in, a, in like a Thai dish. Yeah, with pine nuts and or peanuts. I think pine nuts were in it too. There was so many things in it, yeah. but it was absolutely was wonderful. Phenomenal. It was like sweet but good. Yeah, uh, I and don't know. There was some. I think he didn't like it that there was crunch to the pork, but I thought oh, that no. set it off. I, I thought it was great. And it went on from there, and then he made a uh, beef tartare right oh, after it. Beef tartare. Right after that, immediately. And there was like some breaks in between. You know, we were drinking, conversating. It was a long like, meal, like over the course of five, five hours. hours. Yeah, it was long. I mean, this is when you talk about somebody paid up. Yeah, they somebody paid up. Paid up and so the beef tartare, I remember he's making that, you know, in, in there, and me and Jerry in, their, in the kitchen talking with him, and he. He's always tasting stuff, right? So he tastes it, and he just slams the bowl down, and he looks all pissed off. And me and Jerry are like, oh. Oh, what's no. going on? And he's like, that's the best fucking thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> yeah. he did, no, the first thing he did was, boom. And we're like, what? <laughs> best thing I've ever eaten. And I tell you what, it was a slam dunk. It was. It was really good. I mean, when you think about this, a lot of people that don't, like, don't get to have really, like, high-end quality food, you would think eating raw beef with a raw egg yolk on top. With a quail egg. Yeah, a raw quail egg on top. You mix it in. Capers, you know, some vinegar, salt, pepper, like garlic, everything else mixed in. Like, all mix it together on finely diced uh, beef, raw beef. And it was like prime. It was a, yeah. um, Tenderloin. Tenderloin, yeah. I don't know. When you ate it, ate it on its own, ate it with uh, the little toast croquette. I don't know what else you'd call it, like a little piece of toast. It was, a, it was different when you ate it on the toast so than that, just eating it alone. That's what I pointed out that was so great because there was three things. There was that, toast points, and then lettuce. Like a, Oh, yeah, the lettuce wrap. Lettuce wrap. Basically. So if you ate it alone, it really highlighted um, the flavor of like the... I thought like the olive oil almost. Yeah, like the olive meat, oil and the, um, the meat is capers. like yeah, and the capers. The meat alone is like very neutral. It's like its good flavor. sushi, really. It, it almost tasted like sushi. It's it very like, similar. So if you ate it alone, you had those flavor profiles that popped. If you ate it on the toast, it it tasted like a breakfast dish. It, it did. It, it brought was like the a egg breakfast. out and the 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 actual taste flavor of the bread. Mm-hmm. And then if you ate it with the lettuce, it like magnified the taste of lettuce somehow but everything else like it all it it was three very distinct flavors out of one dish yeah that everybody was everybody loved just i I thought it was probably the best portion i ate a lot of it yes i ate a lot of it as well uh david said the pork salad was crispy pork green apple red onion pineapple mint peanuts and tamarind and palm sugar dressing and then the uh, the tartare was prime fillet, olive oil, quail egg, salt, pepper, caper, and shallots. Yeah. So then so after simple. that, he had the um, like the meat, the meat, um, whole different, all the different kinds of meat. Yes, multiple different kinds of. And meats. it was ribs, pork ribs. Were they pork, pork ribs? Yep. Um, like kind of barbecuey yeah. pork ribs. 
Um, I liked those. I brought some home. I've been I kind of chewed on them all week. Mm-hmm. And then um, my favorite was like a real rare tender. It was like rare on the inside, but crispy on the outside. Uh, lamb. Yeah, that was my favorite. And that had uh, was that with the garbanzo the bean salad. Yep. And then he had a pork, like tenderloin, pork tenderloin, marinated pork tenderloin, I think it was, yep. with like a watermelon salad, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. And I've had that before. It's like watermelon, balsamic. Yeah. Um, now, I I'm think not, mint. I'm not a huge there. watermelon fan. Um, I did like it. I thought it was really good. Is I don't know how much I could eat of it, but it was... No, and I don't think you need to, but it is so different. Yeah, you don't. It's very different. Yes, you don't expect what you are about to taste. Mixing those flavors together, mixing the savory with watermelon. Now you're used to mixing savory flavors with fruit, of course, but not with watermelon. That's a rare. I mean, and some people might salt watermelon. I don't. I don't know a lot of those people, but I'm sure some people do. But this is. This was even beyond that. It was beyond just salting a watermelon. It was made into like an actual salad with multiple different flavors that you just don't expect. And he said I think it's, it's basically tomato basil. Is that he talking about the watermelon salad? Yeah, I could see that. It does have it a, is. a bit of a kind of that because of the of the balsamic, the basil. Once and again, the changes tomatoes, the, the flavor profile of watermelon. Yeah, it's it does. And then what do we, what do we have after that? Um, and then there was the beef. Uh, on top of like the corn and oh yeah, it was kind of like hu- a it was a huge dish. That it's he like made. a Mexican corn and shredded beef and with like uh, creme fraiche. Was it? Like, yeah, like the like the Mexican street corn basically was on the bottom. And I know there was other things in it, but that's all I'm remembering was like the Mexican street corn on the bottom with the beef on top, a creme fraiche on top of the beef. Um, very good. There was another thing though. There was I thought there was another salad in there. Get the gambanza bean salad. That's right. Yeah. Um, he did bring the meat, Dirk. He brought the meat. Oh, yeah. There was, there is the meats. Um, shredded Mexican beef with elote. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then... Bruschetta with watermelon substituted for the tomato is what he said for the watermelon salad. It's just a, an amazing thing. But that, that lamb, the lamb meat, it was kind of charred on the outside, and he thought he burnt the crap out of it, and I it wasn't going to be any good. But boy, oh boy, was it good. And a lot of people don't like lamb. Um, like my dad is one that would always say he hates lamb. A lot of I people think don't that like generation it. Of, of men, like that age of men, 60 and above. Oh, no. uh, I've, my, my dad loved lamb. Really? My dad hates it. Gary hates it. Uh, a lot of people that I know that are of that age do I not like it. Maybe if you just like have a general like plain palate, you might not like it because it's gamey. Right. My, yes, we skipped. Uh, we skipped the bit because we were four hours into the dinner. I don't know what that means. We skipped a bit. I don't know. We we did skip one thing. Oh, we skipped the BLT aioli. Well, actually, we didn't. I mean, you. We, we were, were gonna like. We were all full. Full. Like yeah. at that point, we were very full, and then we still had boozy milkshakes yes. at the end that were made. Um, very good. There was three different kinds of those. I don't remember exactly specifically what the three different kinds were. The first one was like a vanilla something. I didn't like the first one. It was the peach compote. Or that's what peach compote. I liked it, but it was my least favorite. But I did like it. I could drink that. The second one was like the berry blend. Yeah, that was good. Um, which was very good. But then the third one 
was, was base. I thought it was like a mudslide. That was good. It was awesome. It was very good, and I think I drank the most of that. Ian thinks says most think of lamb as mutton. Mutton. That's what it is. No, mutton is sheep. Well, I mean, lamb, sheep. But like adult sheep, right? A yeah, lamb is a baby. Well, I understand, but it's still the same meat. It doesn't taste the same. It's though. just older. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Lamb is probably one of my favorite meats. Lamb and duck. Oh, gosh. I love duck. Yeah. Duck is so good. Honestly, I, I would say it would be duck, rabbit, then sheep. I mean, lamb. I've only had rabbit like in... The context of like stews or oh, like, no, man. I mean, I've had rabbit, like chunks of rabbit meat, but it's always got like a gravy or some kind of sauce on it. I'm telling you, you cook a whole rabbit and just like encased in tinfoil with like butter, salt, like a lemon. meat rabbit. Yeah. Or, or wild rabbits. That was going to be a, but meat rabbits. A yeah. Band that was, name for us. That meat was, rabbits. That is going to be a band name. And I think it's a good band name. Yeah. Meat rabbit. It's got to be wild rabbits are, are real. Um, I mean, there's no fat on them. No, but they're very good. Yeah, I, I love all rabbit, um, but lamb is up there. I made a lamb shank or a lamb leg uh, one time. Actually, David came over, and I smoked it. I stuffed it, rolled it, smoked it, and man, was it good. And put it in a stew. And <laughs> No, I didn't put it in a um, stew. Ian says, voices are deep every week on Facebook. I don't think there's anything we can do about that because we're on our old equipment now. Yeah, I know. And you can't change the base levels, can you? No, I not don't for have... Facebook Live anyway. No. Um, we did. I th- I believe Ian, we fixed that problem on our roadcaster that we sent in for maintenance. Unfortunately, um, we took off the big bottom. Yes, because we already have big enough bottoms. Apparently, we got some big bottoms. Yes. <laughs> Dirk says, "Eat beef, buy Bitcoin." I mean, listen. Come on. Come I love on. beef. I'm a big fan, but mm-hmm. I just like. Lamb and duck. I, I won't even compare. You can't compare duck with a meat like that, right? It's not a red meat. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, a bird. It's a greasy, greasy bird. <laughs> yes, it is very greasy. But duck fat, it's you basically duck the fat New York. It's a, basically the New Yorker of birds. <laughs> it's just a greasy, greasy New York bird. It's a greasy meatball. <laughs> it's a greasy meatball. <laughs> Uh, mutton is old sheep. It tastes more sheepy. It was served to soldiers overseas during World War II and ruined the American lamb industry for two generations. Who said that? David. I can see that because they probably were serving like shit subpar sheep meat. Absolutely. Any sheep they could get their hand on. Any sheep on the corner, they'd grab it. Sheep are the dumbest animal. I hate sheep. They're Any very... animal that shits out all their internal organs just <laughs> on a whim, how does that exist? It's they get so stressed and they just sit there and bleh, bleh. <laughs> I so love goat. Much. Goat meat's really good. You know, I don't think I've ever had goat meat. Oh, we used to eat it all the time. We used to raise goats. I've had goat milk, goat cheese. I used to milk goats for a gentleman in Verona. Um, but I, I've never had the meat. It's good. It's a. It's kind of like a. Um, Greasier lamb, lamb, but not gamey. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's a very solid meat. It's the most consumed meat in the earth. That surprises me. Yeah. I just don't believe that. It's true. Apparently. Where are you getting these facts? Well, 
I would love to know. When we raised meat goats. Yes, that was ages ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> you couldn't like you couldn't get enough. It's the, it was <laughs> at that time it was the only imported meat into the, into the United States because we just have most of we're exporting. Right. Agricultural this is product. this is when you had a donkey that would kill them. <laughs> just kick to the ghost to death. <laughs> Suicide donkey. <laughs> We have an episode called Donkey Kicking Goat or uh, Goat Kicking Donkey. Goat Kicking Donkeys. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So earlier when we tried to record first, I talked about how I'm missing the Field of Dreams game. Oh right yeah, now. That's happening. That, White Sox. I forgot. Are the we talked about that Yankees. in a in a long now lost podcast. It's gone. Twenty minutes we ran and then we restarted so you could all hear us. Yeah. And see our lovely faces. That's what we were doing. And I can't believe I'm missing it. It is recorded, so I will watch the rest of it. But it's history tonight. Yeah. And I've it looks set cool. aside history to be with you all. I was making fun of it because the the field of dreams and it's not even on the field of dreams. It's the field next to the field of dreams. Yeah, they had to make it the with right size. Eight thousand people probably paying ten thousand dollars a ticket. It it's probably really expensive. Yeah, I can't imagine what it costs. But they made like a, a corn maze that is in the shape of the MLB logo, and I saw a post earlier that was talking about what kind of GPS are they using on their mowers to get the field to look like that because those lines, man, crisp, very crisp. I think your brother in law is in charge of lawn maintenance. <laughs> he for him. must have been. He must have been with the. You old could play chess in Cub his yard. Cadet. He loves it too. Boy, does he love it. He hates mowing. He claims. He tells me, hates mowing. Doesn't ever want to mow. But when he gets done, he'll be like, did you see the yard? You check that out. Did you, did you see it when he drove by? Drive by slower next time so you can see the check. Check like, that out. No, I don't need to see that. <laughs> can you mow mine? Make mine look like that. You know what would be fun sometime? To play human chess. Like you, you get have, a, have a lot of people. Yeah, you would have to have a lot, like a lot of people. Yeah. And who somebody has to direct the people to do what they... Well, one person would be playing the game. So all the other person are just sitting around waiting to be told what to do? Yep. Sounds like the United States of America right now. <laughs> Boom! Relative. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really what would have to happen. So that would be totally lame. Never mind. Not really. Like in Harry Potter. Do you ever see that? What if you had... They do the wizard's chess. It's on a life-size... It's in the first movie. It is? Yeah, and they like that. climb up. Ron like climbs up on the horse, and he's the knight. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That seemed fun. Knight to E5. <laughs> I don't want to play chess. Throw the strawberries. Give me a strawberry, mommy, or Harry. <laughs> uh, a strawberry. Rectal prolapses are, are a side effect That's what it is. of tail docking in lambs. Just have to clean it up a little and shove it back in. Back when I was a sheep showman. I had to do it all the time. That's what David said. You know what uh, my veterinarian sister-in-law said? For any prolapse, you dump sugar on it. Mm. She carries a bag of sugar with her all the time. Pour some sugar, sugar on, on my me. prolapse. <laughs> Just ruined that song forever. Now when I hear that song, I'm going to think about prolapsed sheep. Or goats or cows or anything that literally spits its... I mean, sheep just do it all the time. Other animals, I think it's more They do it for fun. It's like, what time is it, Frank? Saturday? Noon? All right, prolapse time. What's the point of docking tails? Why? Are they chewers like pigs? Or do they get caught in things? Why dock them? Why dock them? 
Maybe. I, don't I mean, they do it for pigs because they'll chew on it. Yeah, they'll eat them. And then them. they'll get bloodlust. And then they just eat all the other pigs. Like wanderlust? But for blood. <laughs> yeah. Instead of wandering. So like a serial killer. So in large scale pig, like hog finishing operations, if one hog chews on another hog's tail, even if they have it or not, He's bo- both of them are. The one that got chewed on and the one that started eating them. They're bacon. Both of them dead. On the spot. Dead. It sucks. <laughs> don't, them. Don't chew on tails. Don't chew on tails. That's how bad it is. I don't think sheep do that, but I just think they're so dumb, they must back into things and rip their own tails off and die of infection. Maybe. <laughs> That's probably what they do. Uh, my uncle, who just, uh, if he's listening, hopefully he figured out how to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Ted. He, he, Ted. He came in here a couple minutes ago before we started the show. Um, he said today, tonight at dinner... Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. somebody shot a 400-pound wild boar right down the street from his house. Holy cow. Yeah. He lives in Arkansas. Right. And they're a problem down there. A lot of problems with them. Yeah. They're bad. The That's Razorbacks. A- That's what they are. Um, their mascot. But they, they really are a huge problem down there. A lot of people don't understand the, the feral hog problem, the wild pig problem that we have in the southern un- United States. I think most people get it, right? I don't think they do. I think there's only one solution for that problem. Mass Helicopters with machine guns. (laughs) Which we have. And a lot of bacon. And people have that as a a sport. You can go and rent. Uh, It's expensive, though, because I've looked into it. I really want to do it. Let's do it. I know Kilmer's would be in. Yeah, we could totally get a group together. We could go to that. They go to that big ox ranch, the ox ranch or whatever. Right, in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. It's Texas. It's in Texas, yeah. I would love to. We can that. drive tanks and shoot pigs with tanks. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think the two are together. But <laughs> but the, you do get to drive tanks and shoot and, the tank. Oh, you shoot the tank too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. You that. can shoot the tank. You could drive the tank, or you can pay to shoot the tank like two times or one time. You pay per time. Uh huh. And of then course. you can pay to like be on the top of the tank with like the fifty caliber gun. I mean, that's nothing new for this old salty <laughs> war dog. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but not everybody got to go around shooting 50 cals off the top of Humvees. That's true. Or ASVs. I was more of the armored assault vehicle guy. ASMR, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. We drove around our back through this. I don't know what the algorithm of Facebook thinks that I'm into, but I constantly keep getting this. Um, I think it's Nerdist. Okay. You know, like the Nerdist yeah. uh, channel. Yes. Keeps posting this thing of Jillian Anderson doing ASMR. I've never Who's watched Jillian the video. Who's Jillian Anderson? The chick from, um, from uh, X-Files. What? She does ASMR? There's just this, like, <laughs> article that'll come up and be like, Jillian Anderson doing ASMR is the most amazing thing ever. She's and I've never like watched clicking it. clicking her nails. And I don't know what she's doing. Whispering. I don't care. A lot of mouth noises. I used to it's have terrible. a big crush on her, though. Really? Yeah. She was, so that's why. She was my celebrity crush. How would they know that? Because <laughs> you're Googling her all the no, time. I'm you're constantly her. just Googling, what's new in Jillian Anderson's <laughs> life? Please tell me what's going on with Jillian Anderson. I mean, she's probably like 60 years old now. <laughs> and you're, what, 42? Almost. That's, she's in your wheelhouse. Oh, Dirk's going to go. Let's shoot some hogs. Snarf Talk Road Trip. Snarf Talk Road Trip. Shoot hogs we out of the We can do it even closer. You can do it in Tennessee, too. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. They're all the way up in Tennessee? Oh, know? for sure, yeah. That's, I think, um, when they went the first time, they went to Tennessee. 
Uh, David said docked tails allows the manure to fall to the ground instead of getting stuck under the tail in the wool. Okay. Mm, oh, yeah, because he said it causes, creates pest problems, maggots, and such. It's just dumb. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. She was, uh, she was in American Gods. That's right. I forgot about that. What? I don't remember that. I, I, I don't remember what I didn't watch the second played, season. Was she in the first season? There was like three seasons. I know. I'm just saying, if she wasn't in the first season, I didn't see her. I don't think she was in the first season. I don't think so either. Um, moving on. We're 32 minutes into this thing, and I want to talk to you about... Uh, spring stretcher? It is a spring stretcher. Here we go, I Dirk. would say it is a spring stretcher. And I told you before the show... Or I might have told you, no, it was the last time we were recording prior to this one, um, that I really feel like these people have to be somewhat insane. The mask people. No, no, oh, no, oh, no not the mask people. The vaccine uh, people. No, you, you fall in this category. Dr. Man. Tony Fauci? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Tony Fauci over here, huh? Get, you gotta, you get got the, that get greasy the, meatball. Get the jab or you're going to get the gabagoo. <laughs> yeah. Come get the jab. Or I'll give you the gabagoo. Um, no, not, none of those people. But I do think they're a little bit insane because I just don't know why this is a choice you would make during mealtime. Oh. And not all restaurants have this option. Ooh. But some of them give you the option. You can order regular fries or sweet potato fries. Okay. And there are people that order sweet potato fries. A lot of people. That is My really... wife, for example, only orders sweet potato fries. Well, she's one of the people I think is insane. <laughs> Who would order them? I mean, I, I, now I've never been a big fan of sweet potatoes, but them as a fry with your dinner, you can't dip them in, in ketchup. Absolutely. What do you, you do? Can. You dip them in syrup with your marshmallows. You melt marshmallows into a cup with syrup and you dip you them in those. You dip them in liquid mallow. Yeah. What are you, an you animal? Liquid mallow all <laughs> over them. Who. I just um, think that it's okay, insane, so and I've tried them multiple times. They're not good, okay? They're not good. She doesn't like them. She's doing it for a statement. She's doing it to be different. Just so to that spite people, you? To, no. So the whole, Is this a slight against you? So that the whole restaurant comes around and says, oh, oh she's a fancy sweet, sweet potato person. Oh, sorry. You need your specific orange root vegetables. Oh, Marley <laughs> said in ranch. No. The best thing ever. That's, Have you ever tried it in ranch? I won't. It will not. Um, listen, I'm not a big, big fan of sweet potatoes. I'll be the first to admit. I've never liked them that much. <sighs> Good. But I can enjoy a sweet potato fry. They're not bad. Man, I They're just... They're crispy, but a little sweet. They're not bad. I sat across from a man... I would never order them. I sat across from a man that ordered some. I looked at him. He punched like, him right in the jugular. Di- <laughs> I said, that's different. Don't know why you ordered those. And he said, well, they're, they're good. Better than a regular fry. So I grabbed one. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try them again. Just for you. I'm going to try one just without anything on it. And then I'm going to try one dipped in ketchup because that's what he was doing. And I dipped it in ketchup and tried it. Both of them made me so angry I wanted to flip a table. The ranch is a better idea. It would have a good tang with the sweet. I just Somebody's got to be Adam on Adam says sweet potato fries are awesome. See, I knew people were going to be against this. Majority of the time... Especially when it comes to... Uh, see, now Dirk is silent because he wanted you to go full Giamatti, but I can guarantee he <laughs> enjoys a sweet potato fry. <laughs> he can't. There's no way you could enjoy a sweet potato fry, Dirk, because I feel like if I'm 
Your so-called Dirk will spirit be like, butter my biscuit. I grow them <laughs> in my garden. And I fry them all the time. That's fine. And I understand the sweet potatoes as a dish during holiday seasons. I don't know why I made into like a southern gentleman. Well, he is from the south. <laughs> Not really. The west. He's from the west. <laughs> the west will rise again. <laughs> Western Illinois will <laughs> rise again. again. Uh, yeah. I, I, no. No, they're not for me. If you eat them, I think you're lesser of a person. Sorry, Marley. I'm sorry. Love you dearly. I mean, but you, I feel like anybody that fry would, choices. I feel like anybody that would order a crinkle cut fry over a curly fry. I want to curl my fist into their face. Yeah, that is insanity. You gotta always order the curly fries. I hate. I don't even like crinkle cut fries. I've made that decision one time, and I think it was with you, <laughs> and you belittled me just so much. You? Yes, it was like it was harsh, and then. While I was eating them, I realized this was a huge mistake because they are not that good. I mean, they're good. I love any kind of fry that you give me, but man, a good curly fry. Holy smokes. So my favorite curly fries are Arby's dipped in horsey sauce. Yes. That's the best. I would agree. Number two, Hooters. They make a good curly fry. Hooters does make a good curly fry, and I always order them every time I go there. Absolutely amazing. Um, Dirk said it's all about the mallow cinnamon dipping sauce, but he'd never order them. You know, but is this a breakfast food now? Like you have this as a I don't. I think he was joking. I don't think anybody. I don't think there's such thing as a mallow cinnamon dipping sauce. There's gonna be now. (laughs) I guarantee you, somebody's gonna try it now. If David doesn't put that on his next, uh, I'll eat it. I'll try it. Maybe he can convince me. But everyone I've ever had. Is just not good. We're gonna have to if we were, if we ever do another snarf dinner, we're gonna have to pitch in because that yes. must have cost like five hundred. It had to have. It had to have. But that was the that was the deal. That's man. the deal, man. He actually made the like the terms the terms of the the bet. I just bet him, and he said these are the terms. Then, and he gave us the terms, and we agreed. That was it. Yeah. I mean, nobody fault but your own. Make a stupid bet like that, David. Uh, next one. Next. Next uh, string stretcher? No, this okay. isn't a string stretcher, but... Uh, spring stretcher. Spring stretcher. String... String... Scratcher? Oh, hard. And David said... Uh, well, first of all, Dirk said, mix the horsey sauce and RBQ. I need pure mm, horsey yeah, sauce. pure horsey sauce. I use like I... 30 packets. Whenever we go through the drive-thru at Arby's, which is rare... Yeah, it is rare. Uh, Marley will be ordering because she always drives. Unbelievable. So she orders. Where's the chivalry? I'm literally screaming over her shoulder as she's talking to the thing. Make sure they get a lot of horsey sauce. <laughs> Give me more horsey sauce. And I remember one time being in line, and I like leaned over to yell in the speaker, like, I mean a shitload of horsey sauce. <laughs> like, put as much as you can in a bag, and when you think that it's a ri- ridiculous amount, double it. Get another bag. <laughs> That's how much horsey <laughs> sauce I want. David said Har- Hardy's has a solid curl. Need to dip Arby's curls in Arby's sauce, horsey mix. Oh, what? they were in agreement. Both Dirk and David said that at the same time. Oh, really? Maybe I need to try it. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I you're going to have to. Anyway, what were you getting at? Uh, so this one doesn't have to deal with uh, food anymore. But um, air conditioning. I was kinda, it was kind of steamy in here when we got in. And it dawned on me that there is usually an argument with people or there is definitely an argument. There are clear people that have air conditioning in their house set to like 
72 or above. Animals, it's it's like 72. It. Or there's the other people that are set to like 68. Yeah. There might be a 70 in there, but it's really 68, 72. Those are the numbers that most people pick from. What, yeah. are, what are you? Uh, 68 to 70. So I'm a 68 to 70 guy. Amy likes to bump it up to 70. I always bump it down to 68. My house like is cooler. like an awkward shape and it's all one floor, but it's like a T shape. Yeah. And part of it's super old and part of it's newer and the insulation's different. And so it, there's three thermostats in the house. Oh. But they're all just wired together. So if one clicks it on, it, the whole house the whole, is running. Yeah. So it doesn't really, my house has like hot spots and cooler spots depending on where you're at. Right. So you don't have like so I zoned. Set it, I set it to 68 generally, but some parts of the house will be 72 and some parts of the house. So will be- I haven't really been against the whole 70 thing um, in our house. My house is pretty well insulated and it keeps the temperature pretty good, especially if we're not home all day and you pull the shades. If all the shades are pulled in the house you're and good. it's like dark in there when you, it's, Beautiful. You should have automatic shades that just close when you leave for the day. Yeah, that's expensive. Shades yeah. alone are expensive. They're not expensive. that expensive. They're expensive. Guaranteed. Shades are No, ridiculous. I know they that's are. That's a I'm ridiculous saying, I don't racket. think the electric ones are that expensive anymore. Oh, I don't need them. They're, we're fully capable of pulling down a shade. I mean, okay. You know, I'm not above that. If you want to be rail against the future. Yeah. I am right now. I'm not advancing through the times as quickly as you, apparently. Uh, okay, go on. Um, I, I just wanted to know what, what you were. Like, what are people? 68 or 72? I'm, I'm the 68 camp. I'm a 68-er. But there are people that are above 70, and I just don't... Those I'm people, not all about that. I mean, above 70 is fine, but above 72 it's is just ridiculous. Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I mean, who wants to live in that terrarium? Unfathomable. It's sweaty and gross. I don't think that also did you know in, in England like they don't have air conditioning in houses but it's cooler there well I still have a summer I mean it still gets pretty warm Does but it? most homes do not have air conditioning I think they're a lot more temperate right so I don't think it gets quite as hot in the uh, summer and I don't think it gets cold in the winter like it I don't think it snows much in, in I, well I know it, that doesn't have anything to do with air conditioning though but I just think they're more like an even keel climate really what about the humidity? They I don't feel go like they... from here. Like uh, yesterday was, a, or two days ago, it was 115 degrees outside, yeah, legitimately. With, yeah. I was working outside. It was the most miserable day of my life. It was awful. By about 1.30, we... So, Everyone I, died. I had to shovel gravel into these piers and compact them. I had to go rent a compactor. Yeah. And I went and got it at like 11.30. It was already miserable. Or noon. And I brought it back here, and my intention was just to do it like at 7 a.m. the next morning. But one of the guys that works for me, he's like, let's just get it done. I'm like, yeah, party on. You're like, yeah, what a worker I got. So we went out there for like a couple hours and finished it, and then we got done at like 1.30. And it was, I looked at my phone, the feels like yes. it was 115 degrees. But the humidity level is where well, it, it gets you. Yeah, it was 90 out, but it was 115 with the humidity. And uh, literally just dripping. Drenched. It was uh, outrageous. I sent everybody home after that. We got done at about 1.30. I'm like, just go home. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's ba- it was bad. I don't think... Do they get that type of humidity in England? No, I don't think so. It doesn't get real humid but like it does My point here. in bringing that up is then today, it was like 68. For a, a for time. A, for a time. After yeah. that storm went through? Yes. To go from that, this the wild swing. And then this weekend, I'm, Huge swing. it's going to be cool, like really cool. 
It is? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I, I feel like the big thing here with all of us having air conditioning is more so for humid humidity, like that type of control, than it is necessarily for heat. Because you can handle a lot more heat if it is dry than you can when it's super humid and sticky. That's what they say. That is what they say. And I think that's why that is. But I do think those Brits are a little, a little cheeky. Foggy. Yeah. Foggy in the brain. So it must be humid there because they have a lot of fog in, in jolly old England. They do in the mornings. Yeah. Real foggy on the streets of London. London. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. In Strasbourg upon Avon. <laughs> Strasbourg. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um, all right. Is that where Shakespeare's from? Yeah. Stratton. Stratton upon Avon. I don't know. But it, the is. Globe Theater. You don't go there. <laughs> you so, get killed by Jack the Ripper. That's where Abraham Lincoln died. <laughs> yeah. It's proven. Prove me wrong. Huh? Anybody Internet. here? Yeah. Anybody here going to prove I me think wrong? He, he died in the Gerald Ford Theater. Hmm. Gerald. Murderer. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. I got hey. some news. Okay, go for it. Venom, Let There Be Carnage has once again canceled been delayed what it was set to open september 24th it will now premiere on october 15th why i don't know um the delay comes as covid cases have been skyrocketing in the usa i don't know if skyrocketing is the right word um the surge has led to a decline in consumer confidence in returning to the movies according to a recent survey 67% of moviegoers say they're very or somewhat comfortable visiting their local multiplex, which is a dip of 3% compared to last week, down hmm. from 14% one month ago. Hmm. Down 14% from one month ago. Yeah. So that's what it's all based off of. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But uh, I am excited about that. I do yeah. want to go see that movie in the theaters. As do I. The first Venom was a weird, wild... Some weird, weird wild, wild stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see how that. And on that same note, similar news, Marvel's Shang-Chi. Oh, that was part of my news. Won't move to Disney Plus a it release. Won't, yeah, it won't release at the same time in theaters as it will on Disney Plus. They're only doing it in theaters. It feels like they're only doing it to spite Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. <laughs> Whose movie came out. A month ago, and now has been officially dropped by all projects by Disney. Did you? That was news too. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yep. Because mm-hmm. she's suing them bitches. Well, and it was because rightly so. Yeah, she was owed something in a contract that they didn't deliver on. Yeah. So they're not making that mistake now. There's a lot of speculation as to why. A lot of people think they're going to use that movie as like their testing ground. To see, to, yeah, test the waters on if people are going to go to the theaters. Yeah, because or not. if they're going to make, uh, which I think they will. I think they will. I don't think that movie's going to have a huge draw. I'm going to be honest with you. Just I want to I lo- I want to. The first probably Marvel movie ever. Cash came up to me and said, "Like I want to go see that movie the day it comes out." Really? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's a black belt in Taekwondo. It is probably black belt, huh? When did he get that? He got it like two years ago. A black belt? He's a black belt, yeah. It what lo- like isn't there certain levels? There's a lot continue? of controversy. So a lot of people don't like the fact that they give kids advanced belts. Yeah. But 
part of that is like getting kids interested in and keeping them progressing, which keeps them in the sport. Right. So he is a black belt, but there are different degrees of black belts. Yes. So then you'd go back. You'd like go backwards when you get up to another degree. I have no idea how that works. I don't either. He quit after he got the black belt. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't go anymore? No. Oh, Jet Li doesn't teach him? No. Nope. Or what's his name? Master Lee. Master Lee. What's Good his? people. I would highly recommend. Snarf recommends, in fact. Mm-hmm. Here um, we go. On record. Chang Lee Taekwondo School in Morris, Illinois. Fantastic he- family. Um, his, him, uh, Master Lee, and then his son, Master Yushan, is now oh, he's a master part now. of the business. And there's several, um, so how that works, it's kind of interesting in martial arts, which I didn't know this. If you're like an adult and you go through and you get your black belt, you basically become an instructor in the school. Oh, no matter what. Well, basically. Then there's levels of like master, grandmaster. So it's actually sure. grandmaster Lee. And then master Lee, his son, is just a master. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That is interesting. So now, since his son has trained up to that level, now he can... And he's only like 18. Wow. He's incredible, though. Is he really? He yeah. does flips and oh, stuff. Oh, yes. He flips around all over. Flips, like jumps off like s- chairs and does flips and can, breaks like six boards in the air. boards. Yeah, it's incredible. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I feel like I could do that. Um, so anyway, um, I got one more piece of news, but you can go on. Because we got to get to what we're watching pretty soon, so we go do. ahead. Uh, Marvel's What If series started yesterday. It uh, premiered August 11th. What are you laughing at? <laughs> um, Craig said, you gave me a coupon for him, but I thought you were just really drunk. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. When he was here, obviously, I probably gave him a coupon for... Does he have... Oh, for... <laughs> for Master Lee. Master Lee. <laughs> Oh, no. Use the coupon, man. Yeah, use that coupon, man. Get, Get your kids into Taekwondo. I think they call them Master Lee Bucks. You can bring them in there. Lee Bucks. He said, just give me Dune on October 22nd, and it'd be an early birthday present, too. And it's coming, man. I agree man. with that. It's coming. I am very excited for that. Every trailer I've watched has me Denis just Villeneuve? absolutely is that erect. Who it is Denis Villeneuve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. He's French-Canadian. Gotta be. Quebecian. With a name like that, it has to be good. Okay. What, what are you talking about? Marvel's What If. It's an animated series that come, came out, and it just premiered yesterday, which was August 11th. I haven't um, watched it yet, but I'm super excited about it. I, I love the What either. If comics. Love the What If comics. I've never read any of the What If comics. I mean, I just have old ones that I get off like the 10 cent rack if you go to the comic book store. Yes. And if I found one of those, I just grab them. So if you aren't familiar with what the What If comics are or what the show is going to be about, like the very first episode uh, that just premiered um, was Peggy Carter as Captain America. Captain and, Britain, wasn't it? Well, no, I thought it was America. I think Captain Britain, because she's from Britain. That would make more sense. I'm not going to look it up, because I don't want to screw anything up with my computer. But, um, okay, it could be. But it said it put her in a lot of Captain America um, places. Like, she was reliving famous Captain America things in the episode, and a lot of people loved it. It's getting very good reviews. Live action? No, it's animated. Animated, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an all-animated show. Yep. And they're saying now that's going to have uh, significant tie-ins to the effects of the Loki series. 
because now, it is? well, think about it. If the well, multiverse yeah, variant, if the yeah, they're all variants. Yeah, it's all variants of what could be. They're all different, different universes or ah, makes dimensions. Sense. I don't know. Time streams. Time streams. That's what they are. Branches on the main timeline. Yes. What if it went this way? What, what if it goes that's this the way? The whole point. What if? What if they cross? Yeah. Never cross streams. Never cross the streams. No. That's another movie gonna come out. You know what I got? I should bring it. I'll bring it the next show. I got my Acto One. Walmart did a re-release of the whole Kenner uh, series of and Ghostbuster toys it? from when I was a child. Yeah. And so now, how I, did you even find out about that? Uh, I don't know. It just popped up like on Facebook or something that they were doing it. So I have all four of the characters. Yes. The, uh, they're exact replicas in the same packaging, everything. Um, I mean, they say 2021 on them, but whatever. They're exact replicas. So I have all four characters. I have a couple like of the ghost type when there's a big mm-hmm. purple one that you squeeze them and his eyeball pops out. Oh, yeah. And I had it when I was a kid, and now I have a new one. And That's so, so I cool. got the Acto-1, and I still have my old Acto-1. And my kids play with it all the time, and they've destroyed it. Yeah, well, great. But I bought a new one, and my kids just look at it, and they're like, can I open that? I'm like, no. No. No, you can't even touch it. You can actually never touch it. I'm thinking about buying another one just so they can play with that one. Uh, They're readily available? They're they're not scarce? or I don't know. if they A limited run? I pre-bought them like six months before they released. But, I mean, I'm sure they're available for at least a while. Huh. They must make a lot of them then. So it's really not that special. I don't know, but but I'm not taking them out of the package. I probably should. I'm not one of those people that likes to keep things in packages. In my opinion, if it's a toy or something like that, even if it's a collector's item, they're meant to be played with. Yeah, to a point. But something about point. these, I just can't bring myself. Really? You're that attached to Ghostbusters I, memorabilia? Those toys when I was a kid were like, I was huge. That, that was a huge part of my Changed childhood. Changed your life. Yeah, loved it. Really set your course. Set my course. To be the ghost finder that you are. You are a hunter, a ghost hunter. You've taken trips to Salem, Massachusetts. Something strange. Looking for witches. In the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Chris Harford. All right, I got one more piece of news. Do you got more? No, you stole my only two that I had. NASA. One of the only two. The space agency? Uh, not familiar. Um, they What's are it stand for? getting ready. National Aeronautic Space Agency? Is it aerospace? No, it's aeronautical space age. I don't know. I'm I sure you made that like up. somebody will tell us. <laughs> it doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> um, NASA, uh, coming into our orbit, is going to be an asteroid in the next you know, five-year time frame. I think it's 2026. Say that again. What's coming in? Our- a massive asteroid. Oh, okay. So they're readying to build and shoot a probe next year onto this asteroid as it approaches Earth. Um, they believe that it's worth $700 quintillion because of all the precious metals com- uh, contained in it. In the asteroid? Yes. Um, Would it be wait? What's the? It's a comet. It this is an asteroid. But a, don't asteroids have to fall to Earth? No, I think uh, no. What's the difference between a comet and an asteroid? Then there's comets have things. tails, right? I don't know. Well, That's yeah, what yeah. we're talking about right now. Well, I just think you're you know you're talking about the wrong thing. 
Um, Comet's going to come by. They believe that it is up to 20% metal and may even have a higher metal content. Um, Man, how do they know this stuff already? I, because of like the spin and the electromagnetic field and like the speed and all this stuff. That is crazy. Um, and it's big, huh? It, it is big. I'm trying to find exactly how big it is. Um, it's the size of Texas. That's what everybody... Have you ever noticed? Everything's, like everything's the size of Texas. It's like either Texas or Alaska. I think it's bigger than Alaska. When you go to Alaska, I've been there before, every gift shop has shirts with like Alaska with like a little Texas in the middle of it, like true to size. Oh, really? And it, it'll say like some like kitschy line like, yeah. oh, that's funny or something like that. Right, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, funny. Um, Bitch, Alaska. Yeah, so anyway... Here was my question on this, though, that I kind of, the first thing that jumped to my mind, mm-hmm. I'm like, if this thing is worth, it has all these, let's assume it has all these precious metals. Yeah. You know, gold. Why don't we mine it? Titanium. I think that's, they're going to study it. I don't think we have the capability yet to mine it. If one, if Come we could on. send Ben Affleck. I was just going to say, we've already done this. <laughs> we've already done it. If you're going to do anything when it comes to space flight... They didn't mine get, it, though. They just shot a nuke inside of it. But you got to go get miners. Yeah, you definitely got to get miners. Uh, Roughnecks. It's a lot easier to, t- to teach drillers. miners. They weren't miners. Yeah. They were drillers. Okay, it's a lot easier to teach drillers to be astronauts than it is astronauts to drill. To drill. Totally makes Clearly. sense. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Because um, even when I try. <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. That's, what, that's my. Okay. If this thing's supposedly worth $700 quintillion of precious metals, isn't there a thing called supply and demand? If you all of a sudden have this all these resources of metal, it's yeah. going to drop the price of metal. So it's not worth $700 quintillion anymore. Well, that's true. But maybe There's it's not an sense. unlimited demand for metals. It's not unlimited. There's got to be a limit. You think there's a limit to the amount of metal we need right You think now? right now? I mean, I, do, I don't think that's pandemic, true. Pandemic think aside, that's true. do you think that there was things that couldn't happen because we just didn't have enough metal? No. No, that's true. It's like, we want to build this statue out of metal. Oh, can't do it. Uh, it's not enough metal. We don't have enough metal anymore. It no, you're makes, right. It makes I it get more expensive mean. because of supply and demand. But all of a sudden... So if, maybe it's just... The only reason we're concerned about it is to keep price down. So if you got $700 quintillion of metal in today's market, and say it landed in the United States softly, yeah, softly on a bed it. of mallow... <laughs> All right. And we're like, oh my God, we're the United States is rich. We're now worth seven hundred quintillion dollars. Look at all this precious metal. Yeah. You gotta have people to buy that metal. It's just gonna Oh, people will buy it, but it won't be worth what you're saying it's worth. Exactly. Yes. So all of a sudden now it's a billion dollar asteroid. <laughs> I think it'll be still worth more than a billion. So let's but... not get our britches in a bunch yeah, about I get this it. asteroid. No, I, I get it. I I didn't. And I'm all in favor of shooting Ben Affleck into space. I am too. On a no return mission. I am too. <laughs> you know what's really crappy? And it's not that I've been that attracted to J-Lo in my life. I really haven't been. You know, she's fine. She's an attractive woman. She's just Jenny from the block. I know. She really is. Used to have a little. But we haven't, you know, nobody, Ben Affleck has lived a life where he's already dated her once. He's, got, he's coming around for the second time now. Is he dating her again? I think they're getting together, yeah. 
Oh. Isn't that weird? I He's guess. had two two tries at J-Lo? Two trips around the J-Lo verse. My gosh. That's a that's star. That's like And then above. he married another Jennifer in the middle. Yeah, and then left her and was dumped, kicked to the curb for an alcohol addiction. Is that what happened? They yeah. got kids together, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like he became a severe alcoholic, had a lot of problems. Now he's coming back around on the J-Lo train. Like, what world does this man live in? It's just a, something way different than ours, you know? Um, Marley is attempting to run our show for us. Oh. She said, wait, you're forgetting the announcement of the next Jeopardy host. Who is, who's the next Jeopardy host? You know They've what? They already came out with it? Um, like the, the permanent Jeopardy host? So they were trying different people out, right? Um, Reading Rainbow Dude did it for a while. Yeah. Uh, why can't I think of his LeVar name? Burton. LeVar Burton. And so did, uh, you know, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He did? Yeah. Um, I believe that it's going to be Mike Richards. Is I heard heard this before. He's in advanced negotiations to become the permanent host of Jeopardy. Mike Richards. Um, so it's not my man Ken Mike, Michael Richard Kramer. From Kramer, Michael. of yeah, course. Yeah, that's who it is. It's not my man Ken Jennings. It's not Ken Jennings. Nope. It is yeah, Mike a... Richards. I don't know anything about this dude. I know nothing about him. Either. Uh, he previously hosted the series Divided and The Pyramid for Game Show Network. Hmm. He also served as a host of several reality shows, such as High School Reunion and Beauty and the Geek on CW. I don't feel like this man has the credentials He's to the be co- the co-executive producer of The Price is Right. Yeah, that still doesn't get him to the Alex Trebek He's level. the executive producer of Let's Make a Deal on CBS. He's produced more than 4,000 hours of game shows. Mm. I still don't think that's enough. He came to Sony as an executive producer for the celebrity edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, we're getting there now. Yeah. So he's got a a history. I don't know why they didn't pick Ken Jennings, though. That's dumb. I think it's dumb, too. He's my guy. I love Ken. He's the guy. That's who you should have picked. Did she put it in there? She said it? The whole no, I don't know. Did, huh? Marley, tell me if I'm right. I don't know. I think that's what they said. Mike. Michael Richards, Kramer himself. Yeah. Amazing. Kenny Rogers Roaster. I don't know what that is. Kramer. Kenny Rogers Roaster episode. I don't remember that. He, uh, Kenny Rogers Roaster is open ac- across the street and the neon lights shine into his window oh, all the time. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do remember that. That's funny. Wait, it's him and Big Bang Girl. So there's... Miami Bialik is also the host. There's more Miami than one host. That doesn't make you any can't sense. have two hosts. I think she was one of the ones that tried out. Right? She was one of the ones that she's amazing. She is great. She's I like her a like lot. Like a real scientist. She's like a microbiologist or something, or a neuroscientist, biology tech industry creator. Yeah. Announces. Oh yeah, Jeopardy announces Mike Richards and Miami Bialik as new hosts. So they must be going to be trading on and off. I don't know why they just didn't keep Man. doing where they do like every month as a new host. I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea too. Because there's no permanent replacement for Alec Trebek because there never can be. No, no, you can't permanently replace him. But maybe that's what they're thinking of with the two different hosts is that you still get the, you know, that little differentiation in how the show is between the two hosts. Ooh, but... She will host the new college championship tournament. Um, okay. Yeah. 
I love that show. Jeopardy okay. is such a gem. The Richards guy, Mike Richards, he's the executive producer of Jeopardy. So he gave himself the job. He gave himself the host gig? That seems I don't like that. Silly. That's a little insider trading right there. Let's give him a chance. I don't know if I can. We'll ask David about it. I know he's a big Jeopardy guy. Hmm. That's like you being an executive producer of this show and being the host. Oh, everybody's chiming in. Uh, they selected mm. two people. Yes, so it is those two. She's only hosting the specials, and he will be the main host. I think it's a good idea. I think she's a good choice. I, 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 I'd said from the beginning, okay. I, I thought she'd be a good choice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think she would be a great choice, but now she's only on the specials. You won't get to fine. see her all the time. That's fine. We'll give, we'll give Kramer a chance. All right, Kramer, you got a chance. One chance. All right, Jerry, it's that time that we can uh, talk about what we're watching. Should we just bury the lead right away? Well, um, yeah, I guess we could. We might as well. Why not? The Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Do we want to wait? Or are we doing it last? Or are we doing it first? I don't know. I think we should get into it because I okay. want to. I'm excited to. Yeah. We both watched The Suicide Squad on HBO. Lots of buzz from yeah. people that listen to the show here. Lots of people were Tons Facebook messaging us. Of people um, Nolan stuff. loved it. Um, Erica loved it. Some other people talked about it. Um, I'll be, I, you know, and it's also getting like a lot of buzz in the media and industry is, uh, in general. I'm going to look up what its Rotten Tomato score is right now, but it's... Oh, I bet you it's good. It's very high. Um, we, and we talked about that before. Um, Suicide Squad... Um, it has a 91% critic score and 83% audience score, which is actually surprising to rare. Um, okay. So should we jump right into it? Yeah. Yeah. There will be spoilers. If you haven't seen Suicide Squad, there will be spoilers here. There's not, there is no spoiler that exists in this movie that matters. No, it, it, it's, it can't ruin the movie for no, you. No, it won't ruin the movie for you, but um, you can watch it on HBO Max, and it's in theaters, uh, which we already have HBO Max, so I'm not going to the theater. I know, and, but I kind of feel like I should have seen this in theaters a little bit. Um, so I don't think you need to by any means, but I, I feel like I should have. So initial reactions. Do you want me to go first or are you going to go first? I want to hear yours. Okay. So I... Um, there's a lot to like. All right. I think, I mean, first of all, I, going, the lead up to this movie was like, this is James Gunn's magnum opus. This is his best movie he's ever made. Everybody was saying that. I don't think they said it was his magnum opus. I think they've said that for Guardians of the Galaxy Everybody, 3. They, they specifically said it that this was his best movie. Many critics, many media outlets reported that this is his best movie. Okay. Um, so I had very high expectations going in. Although, not like a huge fan of the Suicide Squad. I've never really read any of the comics. I don't, nope. I'm not even like crazy about the concept necessarily. Um, that, to me, seems like pure silliness. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I would also agree. That would be quite the stretch to say. It's the biggest stretch ever. Um, this is nowhere near, to me, on the level of either of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, I think it's just as fun. I listen. I enjoyed the movie um, from a from a standpoint of like just switch it off and watch something, right? Yep. 
Um, there is, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that aspect. This is probably like it. This is a straight up comedy, basically. It really is. It's a comedy action action movie in the sense that. I mean, I'll put it right on front street. This is the most horrifically gory, violent thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it, very graphic. I didn't think anything could be more gory and violent than the boys. And this, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. It is. It is that I, bad. I don't. I, this is insanity. I think it's faker. It's f- f- like not as realistic violence as what the boys is. I could give you that for sure. Um, yes, because the movie plays as such a lighthearted comedy that the violence is almost played for laughs. It is played it is. for laughs. And it, but it, it revels in it. Yeah. And um, I don't think I was a huge fan of that, to be honest. I, I, I was, you know, I, and I'm not somebody that gets shocked easily. Yeah, you are. But there you is, kinda st- get there is stuff easily. that isn't shocked. Like, all I, could, I think about it a lot of times watching this movie, I'm like, I hope some child under the age of, 16 does not stumble on this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I turned it on, and Amy started watching it with me, and she's like, well, this absolutely cannot be watched by any of our children. I said, oh, nope, no. not even close. So I did love I mean, the... it is rated R. I did love the humor aspect of it, and um, I thought Id- Idris Elba was incredible. He's I thought very, he was very good. good. I thought Margot Robbie was good. I thought John she's Cena so was really good. Yep. Um, pretty much the whole cast. I will say, this, there, there is not... It's this is a very shallow movie. And this was a huge critique I'd have of it. Um, there is absolutely really no character development that is meaningful in any way. It lacks character development significantly. Um, it basically is just a device to get from joke to joke. That's all this movie works. That's the only level that it works on, really. And the plot's even pretty shallow and kind of uninteresting, to be honest, it's not an overly interesting movie, and it just has no, no character development, no weight to it. Were you what, what were you looking for? An Oscar worthy? No, no, no type no, movie no. here. I what? thought when I'm coming in saying this is his best movie, you're going to get something on the level of Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I don't think don't I heard. That. I didn't hear that, and I've never put any weight into the Suicide Squad ever. Yeah, like the first movie came out, and I was like, well, this might be interesting. It wasn't. Yeah. Not at all interesting or good. And then I even though they said James Gunn was doing this and they show I had seen some pictures here and there, I really didn't have any expectations for this movie at all. Like I kind of forgot about it. We had talked about it a lot when it first came out that James Gunn was doing it and when they were like bringing people on to Big uh, stars, be, yeah. be in the movie. I remember I had it in the news like every week and I'd be like, hey. Got some new news. Suicide Squad. Sylvester Stallone. And it was like, what? Like, stop talking about this. Um, what I enjoyed is that, so going in with no expectations, um, or very little, I was very pleased, like pleasantly pleased with what, pleasantly surprised, I should say, with what kind of movie it was. Like, I have... No interest in that story. In the Suicide Squad comics and stuff, I really have no interest. They've played a pretty big role in the DC universe. For sure, yeah. But I, I just don't follow it. And I, like you said, I don't really care for the premise of taking them and just on a suicide mission. It, it never ends up working that way. You know what I mean? There's always something bigger. Um, 
So right off the bat, I thought it was neat that they put one squad out right in the beginning. I thought that was it's like a decoy, very for novel the and interesting. Squad. Because I was very interested to see like what Nathan Fillion and Pete Davidson and some of these people were going to bring to the movie. Yes, I think everybody did. Yeah. And then I think everybody immediately Im- killed off. Um, and then they all die. Yeah, right off the bat. And there's and they play that song. And what a weird that performance from um from Yandu, uh, Michael Rooker. Oh yeah, I know. It was a really strange performance. Um, I, I I did like how he pulled some people from the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise a into a lot of them. You know the, the one guy that's one of the space pirates. Yeah, the, he's in this. That's his brother, I think. Is it? I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he was in it as a prisoner. Was it like a, the prisoners that they came yeah, through? He was in the jail. Yeah. And then Michael Rooker, obviously, and then was there other people? I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. But um, I love the way James Gunn makes movies with the soundtracks. Yeah. And how the soundtracks play into exactly what they're doing. It's like part of what they're doing. You, you have to have that song with that like scene in order for it to all come together. Because if you just have the scene by itself... It's not the same yeah. as having it with the music. As an example, the I think the scene where Harley Quinn breaks out of the okay. prison. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. It's a really great fun the scene. The visuals that he does at random times, I think, is also amazing. And in the DC universe for movies, we have never, ever seen a movie that has this type of visuals. And, and playfulness. And playfulness and joy. And, I mean, it's fun. Like, the whole it scene with... Uh, with Mario Rock, I mean, the context of it is horrific at times, yes, but it's still like fun and like you're you're having fun watching them just absolutely murder people. And there's some fun twists. I mean, like when she kills the president, yeah, you don't right really off see that the coming. bat. Another great one is like this is literally a great joke that is played over a long period of time, and it's when they take the camp and then they get to the end of the camp to get Colonel Rick flag. Yeah. And then they had just killed their entire like (laughs) backup army. (laughs) Yeah. So there was like these resistance fighters and Rick flag was kidnapped. What you think is like kidnapped by bad guys. But then the suicide squad comes in, kills all these guys, open up a tent to save him. And he's like sitting there drinking coffee, playing cards. And they're like, what are you doing? What are you guys doing? And then they start talking, and he's like, oh, this is the resistance. They're going to help us find whatever. And they're like, where's all my men? I'm like, uh, I don't know. We I'm didn't not sure. see anybody. Didn't see yeah. anyone out here at all. And they're all dead. That was hilarious. But there are so many scenes that are visually, like, awesome. And that one hallway scene where she's breaking out, and, like, it's butterflies and flowers and birds flying out from behind her as she's just whipping this javelin around killing people and then afterwards they're creating the rest of the suicide squad is creating this giant plan to come and rescue her and how they're going to do it and break into this building and they're getting ready to climb up the building to go in and she's like what you doing (laughs) yeah and they look at her like what how did you get here she's like i just broke out yeah like we, we were coming to rescue you she's like oh do you want me to go back in? This is a, the first it time is, we've seen her as any sort of a formidable character. Yeah, it's and very I, good. I did like that. This is the best use of her in any movie. I, you know, I also liked like the playfulness of the John Cena and Idris Elba. Yep. Like competing for the, 
It's is as terrible as this sounds, but it's fun to see the creative ways that they come up with to kill people. Yeah, how to kill people. Yeah, you know, it's just an interesting like the blowguns. The dynamic just killed me. Those are so cool. And it's but that's their life, right? Like that's what they do, you know. And you just have to, you got to remove it from your brain that you're talking about like them just being murderers. Yeah, it's just okay. That's the part. That's what they're doing. The whole giant starfish at the end unnecessary like yeah, you really it's not for me so that's though. like built into the plot to say it was like um what do you want to call it like uh it was like a fake mission the whole thing it's a fake mission for them to go stop them from creating this giant starfish the u.s and amanda waller did not care about any of that the whole idea was just to go there and get the data off of a card so that nobody could see that the U.S. really was involved with this entire project to begin with. Right. That was the plan. Like, get Peacemaker in there just to get that card so that they can destroy it, nobody else sees it, everything's done. That's what they wanted to do. That's the plot and story of this movie. And then you have everything else involved. I kind of liked uh, Amanda Waller being, like, the insane Kind of the villain, version really. and villain of herself. I thought that was really cool. I liked how the whole team of people played along with it as well, and then end up being the good guys. You know, whacking her with a golf club and helping out the Suicide Squad to do what they needed to do. Um, I don't know. All in all, it's very fun. Yeah, there's not much to it. It's very shallow. I guess I was just expecting a little more depth or but, character development. I think there's more character development with Will Smith's character in the first Suicide Squad movie than there is with any character in this movie. I would agree, except for Polka Dot Man. I think you get a little bit of character development with Polka Dot Man, and you get to see him like live. Like when they were dancing in that club, and it's like a slow-mo of him actually that, being able good, to yeah. live. Interesting. Like without the burden even though his mom is all around him he still was like free of the burden of having to worry about anything at that point i liked that um and that scene was pretty cool there's stuff to like overall i wasn't i i don't know i guess i i wasn't as blown away as other people i just uh it seemed like something that's flashing in front of my eyes that you're watching that's visually stimulating you yeah but that's about it yeah, I just wasn't expecting any more than that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I never was. I did think, I mean, I thought Margot Robbie was great. I thought Id, Idris Elba was fantastic. I hope we see more of him. Um, and even as that character, I loved like the deadpan way he played that character. Yeah. But I also liked that he he was not super sympathetic at any point in that movie. Like you want He didn't him, want to be there. You want him to be the good guy. They want you to want him to be the good guy, but they never allow it to happen. No. I mean, at the end, obviously, he's redeemed and he becomes the good guy in a sense, but he's not a good guy. Right. And I thought that was cool. I loved the special effects of his character. Everything about that character I thought was really cool. You know, um, just the weapons he had, every, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, you know, the John Cena character, and we're going to see more of that, obviously, because um, in the post credit scene, there's some stuff on that. Yeah, and they've already said that there's going to be a Peacemaker show. I don't know that show. I need that. Um, I, I didn't find that character to be worthy of needing more of that character. I don't know. I would watch it. I want to. Know I'll watch it, but I mean, I, I, I he think you good. just have a he chip on your shoulder. And he was funny. You just have this chip on your shoulder for you're what? never gonna like anything DC does. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. true at all. I think it's true. It it just isn't anything that isn't animated. 
you're just not going to like. You're going to refuse to like Erica it. Erica says Mantis was the dancer in the club, and then she said MacGuffin. I don't know. what MacGuffin? Oh, MacGuffin. Okay. The MacGuffin? Yes. Yeah. Mantis was the dancer in the club. Huh. So what was the MacGuffin? Well, the MacGuffin is the starfish, really. No. Yeah, it is. The like Magu- a MacGuffin is like a magical plot device that you just like come across that allows the story to move forward. So like in Star Wars like, Rise of Skywalker, the MacGuffin is, you know, like the knife that they find that they just like randomly find that all of a sudden unlocks this. I thought a MacGuffin was part of a storyline where you believe it to be the main storyline, but there's actually one underneath no, that's the true one. That's not the MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is a conveniently placed plot device just that exists just to move the story forward. Oh. I don't know what she's talking about. But I though. don't know what that is specifically. Um, in that movie? I don't know. I don't know because there isn't much plot. <laughs> no, I mean, there really isn't it's much plot. It. It's basically like fun. set them on an island, storm the place, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they give the only story that really exists is right at the end. You're looking at MacGuffin, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm reading it. You don't have, I mean, I'm right. I don't know if you were or not. I need to find out for myself. Because you're not always right. I am always right, Jerry. That's not true. Um, so you're not right about Suicide Squad. I think it's a much better movie than you again, think it is. I, I think I'm not expressing it right. So I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm not saying that. It was very entertaining. I haven't heard you say anything positive. It, it's been all negative. I, that's you're just not true. full of negative hate. I said Idris Elba was great. The acting was good. It was very funny. Um. The the special effects, the visuals were great. It's awesome. A lot of the running gags are good. It actually is funny, which is, I think, hard to do. I don't think a lot yeah. of people could do this and actually make it actually funny. In fact, you don't really see a lot of movies that are actually funny anymore. No, there's bits and pieces. But James Gunn is the master at it because he's probably an actually very funny person because the Suicide Squad and both the Guardians and the Galaxy movies are incredibly funny. They're I don't know, incredibly, but they're funny yeah. movies. He's very good at what he does. And they, they really, he, he does a great job of making the underlying theme be like happy, go lucky. So I agree. It's, they're, they're not, this movie isn't close to what Guardians of the Galaxy is. But what I will say is that James Gunn has an amazing ability of taking these off-brand comics that people don't really care about and making it something that is incredibly enjoyable to watch in a movie. Well, it, and that's and something to be said. That is. And that there's a, another distinguishing point about this versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, is, they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of people that won't like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Like, they won't buy into it. Yeah, yes. Whether they're too snobby to do the space thing or it's too out there. There's a lot of people that just, it's not going to be their jam. Yeah, absolutely. Those yeah. people will be able to watch this movie and enjoy it. That is very true. There's also the fact that I don't think Suicide Squad doesn't have the background story. I mean, sure, they probably have, they have a lot of comic books and stuff. I just don't feel like they have the right kind of stories like Guardians of the Galaxy do. So, like... Guardians of the Galaxy are going out into the universe to achieve something that might destroy everything we've ever known. 
And the Suicide Squad are still just a team of a sat, like of villains that have been like in jail. Kind of loser villains, yeah, villains too. They aren't really good at what they do. So you take these villains out of jail. They've already been in jail. And they're just like, hey, you're going to die if you don't do what we want you to do. That's the basis of it. Yeah. So from that point on, you can't get much deeper. So I think there's like two ways to do it, right? And I mean, we've seen two of these movies now, right? The first one attempted to be what this was. It also attempted to be what like Guardians want yeah. it is, like with the, with the deeper story and with the deeper meaning. So it, it, there's two ways it can go. It can be like James Gunn made it, where it's just over-the-top ridiculousness. Yeah. Don't take it seriously. Yes. Or it could be like the ultra-dark, overly serious take, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen. It was a mix. It was a mix, but let's just throw the first one out. Um, we haven't seen that take of like, and it wouldn't work in a movie. It would have to be a series. Mm-hmm. Kind of like almost like an arrow, but more R-rated. That's where it's grittier and darker yeah, like and a more serious. Daredevil or Punisher, yeah, like something that type like that. of show. I think you could do that in the vein of Punisher or Daredevil, and it would be pretty successful. And you could get to know characters a lot more. I like this. Broken down like that. Better for this this comic and this mm-hmm. source material. I like, the, I, I like that they're doing something different. And I, 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 I want to see more of it. I just hope they give you a little more meat on the bone next time. As I well. don't think we will see another Suicide Squad movie. I think it's already been announced. That James they're going to make it? Yeah. I thought he said he was like done with DC. Mm, no, no. I think he's... No, I think the opposite news came out recently oh. that he's definitely doing more DC projects. And he's definitely done with Marvel after the third... I believe so. Uh, yeah. Guardians movie, which he's now moving on to start shooting now. Right. Which is crazy. I can't wait for that. So anyway, that's the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, all in all, very enjoyable, but I will agree with you that it, it's just the only thing you need to be aware of is that you will have fun watching this. You won't really need it again. Yeah. I mean, I will be clear. My recommendation is definitely watch it. Yeah. Unless you are just turned off by intense violence and gore. Right. Or if you have kids around. Do not. (laughs) Like, like don't play this with kids around at all. Like, please don't. I think Don't let your kids watch this movie. So what I do think was hilarious in the beginning, real quick, is when um, Bloodshot or Bloodsport... Bloodsport. Bloodsport and Peacemaker are arguing, and he said... uh, Bloodsport says... He's like, you will literally just do anything that the government wants you to do. He's like, you you could... something. It was like, you could just like... If this beach was full of dicks, like you'd do whatever. He's like, absolutely. It's like I would, you know, suck this entire beach full of dicks if in the name of liberty. And they did that on purpose to tell you, like, this is how extreme this man's gonna go just listening to the government. So it's, right it's, there, it tells you, like, this man's gonna do anything he needs to do if the government tells him to do it. So it's not really that big of a surprise at the end. When he's the guy that says, no, I have to take this it's back. Hard, it's hard to watch him kill Rick Flagg. And yeah, that seems pretty cool. It, it's hard to watch it because even though you don't see him a lot, you do gain an affinity towards him. Yeah. Pretty solidly. Right, absolutely. Because he's super likable. Yeah, know? I didn't feel like Rick Flagg was a bad guy at all. No, he wasn't. He was, huh. he was not a criminal. He was like a, the military he was guy that's leading In them. charge of them. Oh, okay. Um, I, gotcha. I did like, I love the choice whether it be James Gunn's or Idris Elba's, 
to just make him so like nonchalant, non-caring. In, they, in they, killing people? Just in every interaction that he has. I think they could have went another way with it, and that would have been to give you more. You're saying the, for Peacemaker? No, I'm saying for Bloodsport. Oh, Bloodsport, okay. Um, they could have went that way where he starts out as a cold asshole, and then eventually, like, and, he, and they do do that. He does grow a heart at the end, I guess. But yeah. they, they could, he just doesn't care about being there or no. is not interested in any of what's going on. And that's, I think that it's cool that they stuck with that throughout most of it. Like and, his kind of cold uncaringness, but also like ability to not be serious about what's happening. Yeah, I, I know. Thought it was, I thought it was cool. I I'm glad they, were, they did it that way because the only reason he's there is because Amanda Waller literally said, I'm going to basically kill your child yeah. if you don't go. So basing his contract off of that right there would tell you like, you know, how is he going to be like, oh, man, yeah. I'm happy that I'm with this great team now. Saving the world. You know, yeah. like, yeah. He's, you're never going to be that way. So I agree. I'm glad that they went that route, and I'm glad they stuck through I didn't, it because I, that is the way he should be acting. I didn't get the the weasel thing. I didn't find it humorous. <laughs> funny. I did. Did anybody check if the weasel could swim? Well, okay. You didn't think that was funny? Yes, that was really funny. And then when he ran, ran away at the end, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Amy was in the same boat as you where she's like, what? Why is this a thing? The, like, no idea. I've never I, even heard of it. I mean, it's really funny when Nathan Fillion like stands up and they're like, TDK, the detachable kid, I think is what it stands the for. detachable kid. And he's like, oh, like he's going to do something awesome. And then his arms just come off. <laughs> and he just starts slapping. Slapping people. Like, like not even hard. It's just like annoying. Your <laughs> hands are just pushing on people's faces. And then his arms immediately get shot up. And, and it just, just makes you think, though, I'm like, what? Why did... I think that's fu- it, There's a lot of really funny things Alright, what else we got for what we're watching uh, So yeah, Suicide Squad um, I finished Dave Oh, me too Yeah, We didn't talk about it last week No, we haven't I, I would do a review over this season of Dave Let's do it um, Overall, I would say that this is like a very disjointed season. It didn't come together for me at all. Um, there was one episode. Let's see. Um, the one I wrote it down. I said the one episode I loved was called Adman, and it was like the number seven episode where it was back when he was in like this sales company working with uh, that one girl, the Asian girl that works with him now. Yeah, all the time. Um, and that seemed like, like a pure depiction of like his life beforehand. And it wasn't this, I don't know. I felt like every episode other than this one was like, had this haze over it. Like it didn't seem serious enough and it didn't definitely was not funny enough, um, for every episode. There was just like something weighing it down that didn't make it very good for me. And you're just always wanting it to go a different direction every every single scene, but that that one episode in in episode seven, I loved. I loved it from beginning to end. I liked how you got to see the change in character between of Dave, basically, like how he was in the beginning, and how all of a sudden he does this one sales pitch that is thrown, like throws everything like 
up in the air and changes everything that he's doing for this one company. And then from there on out, he decides to be a rapper and it changes the whole dynamic with a very good friend, how he just kind of threw away. And yet now she comes back into his life later, but she's realizing like, man, he's really shitty to me, you know? And I liked that episode. Um, Let's see. Uh, it's a, what do they put? Why was there always an episode that tried to be bigger than what it needed to be? That's what I felt like in a lot of them. They, needed, they were trying to be bigger than really what it needed to be. I felt like Seven was the pulled away, smaller version, where in the first season, when we had that, where Dave wasn't even in it, I didn't care for that episode. And that's lo- the one and you I love loved. That, yeah. And I feel like this, this was that episode for this season, and it's exactly what it needed. It still didn't pull the season together for me, though. Yeah. Um, all in all. So my review is going to basically blow your mind. Okay. 1,000% exactly everything you just said is how I felt about this season. Really? That does blow my mind. Episode 7 was the only one that I enjoyed, even. Um, I thought it was a great episode. Just everything you said about it is spot on. Perfect. Um, the rest of the season... It, it had nothing for me. I, it was, none of them blended together. They, like each episode was different. Than nobody the next. was likable. They didn't blend together. There was no the overall story arc wasn't interesting. Um, they don't pay off any of the characters the way nothing that you want is them to paid do. off at but all. Almost everybody's miserable. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. This season was bad. Yeah, I completely agree. And it takes the show from the first season, which was I think it was that so we, shocking to us. We raved about it. We raved about it. We said it was one of the best shows of the year. Yep. Um, and it takes it from like that to I, I wouldn't even recommend watching the show now because of season I two. definitely wouldn't recommend watching this season because if it comes out again next year, if, I say that if because if. I don't know, it, I don't see how this could be picked up again, to be honest. I want it to be. I do too. I, I want, want to it see to more. be. I want it to be like season one because we need the payoff, right? There, this is like the middle, just kind of droll, just um, kind of grinding through, but and very unlikable everything. I think episode eight was a bit more of like an honest view into his life, you know, like towards the end of it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind episode eight at all, but between seven and eight. You just don't get enough from those two to redeem the rest of it, because leading up to that, those two episodes, they none of them connect with each other, and none of them pay anything off. And a lot of times, I was sitting there like, "What does this have to do with the beginning of the story? Like where he was trying to rap, and like where's his album going, and is he even worried about that anymore? Or what is happening? You yeah. know, none. It didn't make sense to me." And it was so aggravating. And honestly, I didn't. Um, you had finished it, and I hadn't because it was just like I didn't want to watch it anymore. No, I mean, I I completely just agree with everything you're saying. I it was really disappointing. Yeah, for a yeah. show that I I actually I liked. I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, it's not anything that I like was obsessed with. It's not like Ted Lasso to me or anything. No, but I thought it was a really good show, and uh, you know. I'm not saying season three can't come back and be great. I hope it is. And, and, I, I, and I would and watch I, it. I will watch it yep. if it comes out because it's not a huge commitment, to be honest. No, it's... It's like 10 half hour episodes, not even maybe eight or nine or 10. This one was eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's fine. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, didn't care for it. That's for sure. 
No, I didn't either. So if I don't know if any of you guys have been watching it or have tuned in. If you have a different review of that, I would love to hear it, and I'd like to know why. What, yeah, Maybe what, it's something missing. I'm missing. I, I, and I think that is a type of show that it is. Maybe it's putting something out there that I'm just not catching on to. Okay, here's what I think they're doing. They did, right? They tried to make season two. They tried yeah. to make this like a deep dive into like his head getting too it, big for it, his shoulders it, yeah. and his ego getting out of control and his life kind of falling apart because of his ego. So, and, and that's what they did. And they did that. Yeah. It's just not enjoyable to watch. It, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And why did he have such an ego? And I didn't, I, you know. Why? He had one record that came out. Or did he even have a record? I, I, I don't even, even think, think he so. had a, a, an actual record. He was just signed by a label. In the whole thing with the other producer guy, that episode where he's basically the whole episode is him and that other guy becoming like yeah whatever, whatever they are. Um, yes. It was a, a weird, uh, fine, didn't bother me. It's just... It just doesn't make it doesn't, sense. It doesn't make any sense. It didn't sense. make any sense to the rest of the show. Why are you doing this? And all of the character development of like Andrew Santino's character and then the Gata's character. But Andrew Santino was like forgotten in this season. Barely in it. Yeah. He really was. I'm surprised that he would agree to something like that. Like, I feel like he's relatively close to Dave Bird and Gata and them. I think they all hang out, you know, and are friends in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because he's been on, uh, Andrew Santino has a podcast called Whiskey Ginger. Um, pretty good podcast, by the way. I would suggest listening to it. Uh, and Dave Bird and Gata were just on it, um, I don't know, maybe less than a month ago, I would say. And they talk about like just how they are basically around each other every day of their lives, and they hang out quite often. And that's the whole reason why he was cast on the show to begin with. And so this this, this season, show is truly is his life. It's Dave's life, yeah. It it really is. So has he ever released an album? Um oh yeah. Yeah, he's had actual albums come out. But does anybody listen to them? Or is he just YouTube I've, famous, basically? He started out as a hundred percent YouTube famous and he only released new music on YouTube. That's all he did. And it was just a few years ago that he actually decided, okay, I'll put an actual record together. And he put an actual record together but he released it on YouTube first and then he released it to like regular, like an actual CD and streaming and stuff to other things that the record label wanted him to do. I think he's got multiple records out now that I think of it, but it's few. It's not very many. But if you go on YouTube, I mean, the guy's been around since oh, the yeah. early I mean, 2000s. Super talented. I'm not, not doubting that at all. Yeah. But um, no, season two didn't do it for me. I was disappointed. Um, hopefully. Maybe it'll come back. Well, you know what blows me away more than any of it, anything in his show? And I'm not a big rap guy. I don't really like rap at all. But it is impressive when somebody can do it really, really well. Oh, yeah. And I also am interested in the fact, like, the existence of that as a subculture. I know. It's interesting. It's, it's very it's interesting. Similar to, like, the comic book subculture. It really is. And, but the, the immediate creation of a rap a verse, like a whole song, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they call that, like freestyle rapping. But um, he was on Sway in the morning, you know, Sway yeah. from MTV yeah. back in the day. MTV News, he did a lot. But he has his own XM channel, um, and he has like a regular radio show every day. And Dave was on that, 
and he did a bunch of freestyle rapping on there. And it is some of the most enjoyable stuff I've ever seen. He does such a good job and he just freestyle raps. And it's the way Dave does it, just like in the show where it's kind of, you know, satirical and funny, but it's still very good. Yeah. And I don't know how your brain can process that so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of people's names that I know very well <laughs> on this show. I can barely process words right now as I'm speaking. I'm, I don't have any problem with me. I'm not inebriated. I just cannot make my brain work that fast. And it's, I think it's really cool that he can do that. But his TV show this year, yeah, terrible. I agree. Um, all right. I'm on the one I've been watching, like, nonstop. Like, binging, becoming a problem. And purging. And per- just binge and purge. All of it. Oh, you got to stay away from the purge part. I, you can binge. You're going to hate this. I'm going to tell you right off the get, bat. I mentioned it last week, but um, I never watched season nine and ten of The Walking Dead. I gave it up after Rick died, which was right at the beginning of season nine. Rightfully so. Rick died. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, even though it was like four years ago. <laughs> you can't protect her, Rick. And, you know, me and Marley watched that show religiously, week to week. And... We all know what The Walking Dead is. It has great moments, and it has extremely boring moments, and it's all all of the above. But after Rick died, they jumped forward in time like six years. And so you got new characters. Um, it's just different. Everything was... Oh, wait. Was, they jumped forward in time? Six years, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or maybe it was more than that, even. And so it's like a whole different world, right? And so I'm like... A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Zombies everywhere you turn. That's pretty good. Um, They're gonna eat your brains and something else. See, I can't think of words. <laughs> um, okay. So, season nine. Um, now you've got me all discombobulated. So, anyway, I wasn't expecting much out of this. I know season 11's coming out. It's the last season. That's why I wanted to get caught up on it. Mm-hmm. And... I've really been enjoying it. I actually think Have like really? season nine and ten are some of the better seasons that I've seen of this show. And I actually didn't mind the time skip forward. I don't mind the new characters. I actually grow to quite like them. Um, basically, Daryl becomes the main character of the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I knew that was the thing. Like he was the main guy now. Well, everybody and Michonne. Okay. It's like Darryl, oh, she's still in it. Oh yeah. So it's like oh. the main characters are like Daryl, Michonne. And there's new characters that are very, very much in it, like Dan Fogel. Dan Fogelberg? Yeah. Is that his name? I don't know. We saw him once. You said this last, <laughs> last week, and I don't remember seeing him. Um, anyway, there's... But the main ones are... And even in season 10, I think Michonne's in it a lot less, so I'm guessing contract-wise she was doing other stuff. Probably. She was in... Black Panther. Black Panther and some other... She's gotten pretty big. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And... um. Where did she come back in that other in another show? I don't know. But just recently, wasn't it? Um, she's gonna. She's like gonna be in a lot of Marvel going forward. Yeah, I do believe so. Yes. Um, I mean, she was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, wasn't she? That's what it was. Yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what I bet you she was. Well, no, that's relatively recent. Anyway, go what whatever. Yes. Go so the the main villains here in season nine and ten are the Whisperers, um, which if you read the ASMRs. comic. Um, they are 
basically a group of people that skin walkers mm-hmm. faces off and wear them as masks so they can walk around with the walkers. And it works? Oh, yeah, it works. And then they use that ability to use the walkers as, like, weapons because they can herd them. What? They can, like, lead them around and herd them, and they can put, like, amass them in, like, uh, you know, like, if there's a canyon, they can amass them as a horde, and then they can direct and release, like, a horde of zombies as their, like, nuclear option. That's pretty cool. So it is pretty interesting. I'm not a huge fan of the main alpha is the main villain alpha. And she, who plays? I don't know who she is, but oh. um, it's alpha and beta are like the leaders. Of course. And alpha is creepy, like just creepy woman. I mean, they're creepy. They She's were got, Yeah, they got to be. And beta is like this gigantic, like Frankenstein, basically like. I maybe mentally ill, like mentally ill man. That's like her lackey, who's just like a brute. Really? A brute. And uh and it's basically they've moved in the territory and you know the three the four communities that we've seen develop over the last several years of the show are like trying to build back up society and like hmm. live a reasonable life. And they gotta deal with these these psychopaths, you know, that that sounds pretty neat. I I do like the what are they called? Whispers, the whispers. And so Negan's, I do like that Negan's idea. A major character now going forward since is he like friendly? Um, well, he's a prisoner and he's been in prison for like oh they pri- six prison? years since yeah because if you didn't oh, watch yeah. season eight, um, you know Rick defeats him. Oh, basically defeats the saviors, which was his clan. They defeat them. He slits his throat, and he decides to save his life and keep him in prison in sanctuary. So he slit his throat, and then they stop. They saved his yeah, life. Yeah, they saved his life, and they keep him as a prisoner to like show as like an example of like we can be like merciful people. Like we don't have to all be evil. Right. You know we can try and build a world, you know? Wow. And so he obviously kind of becomes, I'm not sure where they're going with him yet. He's interesting. He's less annoying. Okay. Than he was. That was my, one of my big gripes with like the past several seasons of this Negan storyline is he's so obnoxious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just never liked him as a character. He's so it's, I just find it amazing that they have the capability of slicing someone's throat and then stopping that bleeding because you bleed out. Basically, instantly yeah. when you cut someone's throat, if you maybe you they know, didn't nick an artery, the I don't know. So, um, I'm really enjoying. It. I'm about halfway through season ten. One thing that blows my mind about this show is there's 22 episodes a season. Oh my gosh, that's so much. It's like old school TV. You know what I it mean? It really is. Um, you don't see it much anymore. No, when it comes to like that massive of shows and the amount of writing it takes. 22 episodes, and they're what they're an hour long. That, but the minus commercial breaks. So 48 minutes or something. Yeah, 45 minutes, something like that. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't get enough. I'm watching it until like 2 or 3 in the morning, every morning, because I can't stop watching it. I love That's it. It's a problem. It's great. And I'm getting towards the end now, and it's kind of 
annoying to me now that I'm going to go into season 11 and have to watch it week to week. Because you know it's how like they a, go. Th- it's like a melancholy feeling yes. where you're like, I want this so bad, but it's just so sad. Because The Walking Dead's always done fall and then spring. Yeah. So there's like 11 episodes and then and you then a break. wait like four months. Yeah, big break. So um, it's uh, amazing. You only had two seasons to catch up on? Yeah. We watched the first eight and then into the ninth. Oh. We watched it pretty religiously. So I are think. you watching this with uh, Marley? No. She didn't want any part of it. Um, you know, I she just, just can't stay up as late, and you've just blown through it. She hates that I watch it super you late at night because her. she hates like the creepy noises and all that. Right. It's uh, you know, I forgot also how like violent and gory that show is. Very much. So. And this tenth season is very creepy. Like it's got a a stronger horror vibe than than it has than before. it show before. I mean, The Walking Dead for the many seasons after the first two or three. Became like a human drama, right? Oh, that's all it was, really. I mean, it was humans existing with walkers, but they were just so protected by them at this point. They besides, were just like background, yeah. Yeah, besides some things. But the the main bad guys weren't the walkers. It was always other people. And that's still the same, but the idea of weaponizing them is it's interesting. Ins- it's That's insane to me. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I just don't understand how just putting their skin over your skin... Well, they've like, done can't that. Can't they er- smell you? Didn't you? Okay. So earlier in the seasons, like early on, they found that if they drenched themselves in like the guts, they could walk. They, they I don't remember it. If they drenched themselves with like the intestines and the blood from the zombies, they wouldn't notice them. And you're not poisoned by that? I guess not. Well, everybody already has the virus, right? That's the whole point of the show. Everybody's already infected. It just doesn't manifest till you die. Oh. I guess I didn't know that. That's either. like a huge reveal, I think, of the first season of The Walking Dead. Or, no. Yes. First or second season, they find out. They go to the CDC in Georgia, Atlanta. Oh, that's right. I do and remember they find that. out. They're like, oh, we already all have it. We have the virus. Everybody has it. Everybody's infected, and it just doesn't manifest until you die. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's a hell of a drug. So, like, anybody that dies in The Walking Dead universe will come will. back as a zombie. Yeah. Everybody. Unless you cut their head off. Well, even if you cut their head off, you got to destroy their brain. Uh, well, yeah. Because they cut so their heads as... off and then their heads just later like. Yeah. So really all you have to do is just smash their head. Yeah. Smash their head. So as soon as you die, smash your head and you're good. I do like seeing like some of the characters now in the future that like in the last seven and eight seasons were. I don't know. I want to say kind of on the wimpier side. But now I've grown. And now they've grown into like real leaders and real badasses. Yeah. So that's fun to watch. Like Eugene. Levy? Yeah. Eugene Levy was. Wow. I don't know. He was kind of a wimpy character. And then now he's kind of become a badass. Aaron's the same way. So I'm enjoying it. Sorkin? Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Famous screenwriter. Cocaine addict. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible cocaine addict. So Walking Dead, um, I do still recommend the show. Um, That's amazing. I didn't know you would be that. I didn't think you'd really enjoy it that much going forward. I didn't know there was a time jump either, but yeah, I don't really care about it. It's, it's, it's good, man. The, the writing and the production value, man, I don't know how they... I know. They, I don't know how they kept up with it. Uh, ten They've seasons. done it, man. They've paid the big bucks to the big writers. Yeah, for sure. They that's must, ex- that's what I they've thought done. about that the other day. I was sitting around thinking about it. I'm like... I can't. They must get the best writers in Hollywood. Well, and they've probably kept a lot of the same writers in able to do that because if you're in that world so much, 
it just becomes like second nature for them to write. Well, and a lot of it's loosely based off the comic. Let's be yeah. fair. Well, but right, absolutely. Loosely. So you have a lot of story there that you can work off of. And Robert Kirkman's pretty involved, I think. But I don't think he was much after the whole suit. Maybe not. I think it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely some rough seasons in the middle there that were pretty uninteresting. Yeah. Like nothing would happen for a whole episode, and then you'd be pissed, and then nothing Multiple would happen episodes. for the next yeah. episode. And they would. That's when I got lost. This... That's why I got lost on it because, and it seemed like every episode was the same thing. It, absolutely. And then the I... season, the next season would come out, and it'd be the same thing. It's and like. Super valid criticism. I really don't. I didn't want to see that. I I didn't want to stick it through. Nine and ten are more fast paced, and they're chewing through more story. And the story, at least from my perspective, is a little more interesting. And I've really lost any inclination to watch horror, anything horror, even remotely horror. And 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 that's kind of why I was in it to begin with. I was into the whole zombie shtick. For quite a while, and but then once I got annoyed by the show, um, and the older I've gotten, and it's just like, man, it's really nothing I need in that genre of show anymore. Just doesn't do it for me. But you know what does? I'd revisit it. Go do nine and ten because you don't really. But I won't need, know anything that you don't really need to because it's jump time jump, right? Yeah. Hmm, all right. But you know what I do enjoy? What? Batman. Ooh. The long Halloween. Do we have time for this review? We've, we've got a short amount of time. I don't want to talk about all of it anyways because you haven't seen the whole movie. Right. I, ne- I didn't see part there's, two. There's two parts. So part one and part two. Part one came out, I believe, beginning of June uh, or middle of June sometime, maybe. June 22nd, I think. So end of June. And then uh, the last one, part two, came out uh, July 27th. So just a couple of weeks ago, uh, that one was released, and I didn't start watching them until after July 27th. So I purchased, well, rented both movies uh, right off the bat and watched the first one. I watched the first one and then realized, like, oh, they're doing two parts. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. And then went and searched for the next one to see when it came out, and it was, like, available to me already. So I watched it a couple days later, and I will say that... Uh, I like Jensen Ackles as uh, Batman. Yeah, absolutely. A lot. I think he did a really good job. Uh, I like I liked uh, Josh Duhamel as Harvey Dent. I think he did a really good job. And I love uh, what's his name, Troy Baker, as uh, the Joker. There, that's like flawless acting right there. Yeah, I think they did phenomenal. Um, I I believe that they stuck to the comic book pretty well. Boy, they did, didn't they? Um, there are some, some changes, things but... that are changed around and, uh, there's some of the storyline is flipped and like, uh, they give you parts of the storyline before it happens in the comic book and they give you other parts after it happened in the comic book. But that's just like narrative story. Yeah. Narrative when events had happened that it didn't really change much. Um, and I don't know. I was pretty impressed by this. I really enjoyed the majority of it because, like I said, the acting's very good. There are some things that are added that, I mean, I've read some reviews that people had done, and they're like, they added things that weren't in the comic books, and I don't know why they continuously add them. It didn't change anything. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of filler for the animation. I think it's a, a big redemption from Hush. 
A hundred percent. Which was a huge disappointment. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know why they took the liberties that they did with Hush. I don't know. But this one, they stuck to um, the base story and did it very, very well. I like uh, the animation a lot. I like the way Batman looks. It's a, you know, it's a continuation. It's like after year one. Um, the great thing about this, happens, this story, so. and I haven't seen the second part yet, but I know the comic. The great thing about it is the way it progresses through time is novel, in my opinion. Yeah. It moves through a long period, years. Y- yeah, year. It really is years because it goes by holidays. Yeah. And you don't really figure that out till, you know, I mean, I knew it, but. Yeah, if you have never read the comic book, you won't figure it out for a little while. But you do figure it out. I mean, halfway through the first part, basically. Yeah. Uh, Because it literally will flip through calendar pages in front of you, and then it'll be like, you know, it's Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, Mother's Day, you know. Right. Or uh, Valentine's Day, whatever, then Mother's Day, then, you know, it goes through a lot of holidays, and that's because... There's a bad guy that they call Holiday, and he's killing people. Yeah. Um, spoilers, but that's the main point. I mean, of you this don't story. know that. You should not have spoiled that because that doesn't even come out probably in the second movie. But yeah, the no, first right. one is completely like a mystery of like who could be doing this. Well, you still don't. Just me saying that. Right. They just named him, named the uh, villain that because every time that there was a murder, it happens on a holiday. Yeah, and you don't. And know that's not. I mean, that's not going to spoil a movie for Seems you. Seems like it would be Calendar Man. You would think it would be Calendar Man, and they do uh, talk to Calendar yeah, Man yes, for a lot of information uh, because he has a lot of the information. But uh, it's fun. I liked it. it. It goes very well into what the comic was. There's a little bit of switcherooing um, at the end, uh, towards the end, on certain things how it played out. I see. I don't even know that I catch it because it's just been so long since I've read the comic, but um, yeah, I like everything okay. they, they did in the first one anyway. So I'm excited to see the second one and we'll talk about it when I, I'll watch it before the next show. Yeah. And we'll, we'll finish it up, but yeah, I think it's great if you love uh, or like, or even have any interest whatsoever in animated uh, comic book type movies like this, uh, superhero movies and stuff, I would definitely say, watch this. I it's, think if it's you well worth it, I mean, the animation fades out of your mind pretty quick. It does. Because it's a I mean, serious, it's a rated R movie. Yes. So, I mean, like, the animation, you quickly pay no attention to that. It's a very good story. And listen, so, A Long Halloween, Batman A Long Halloween, or The Long Halloween, sorry, um, is, like, toted as one of the greatest Batman stories ever written. Yeah. Um, and I would agree. I think it is definitely up there as one of the greatest Batman stories ever written because of the amount of uh, different characters that you have that are thrown in there along the way and different interactions. And a lot of people don't like the issue with Batman not being in, in involved as much, really. And uh, like Catwoman kind of takes the forefront in a lot of situations, and Batman gets his ass beat a lot. But you also have to remember, this is like the second year of him being Batman. It's literally directly following year one. Year one would be the first time he's been Batman. It's like, you know, the beginning of what Batman is. This is the second year. It's a huge deal. There's so many people involved. So many things going on. Every villain in the entire universe. Everything is, yeah, being thrown at him. And yeah, he gets his ass kicked. But I mean, most superheroes do. 
watch Daredevil. If you want to see a, a superhero get his ass kicked all the time, watch Daredevil because that's what happens. That doesn't bother me in this show in the slightest. I mean, absolutely, I want to see Batman fly around and just, you know, hammer on people the whole time. But that doesn't really create a good story all the time. And that this one does. No, this is more detective because work. Because it's so much detective work. That's what I was just going to say. Like, this is what it's about, is him being a detective. I think this is where you see the growth of Batman becoming a de- detective and realizing it's not about just punishing people. Yeah. It's about figuring things out and doing what you need to do to like get the bad guy. Yeah. So, very fun. I would watch it. For sure. Um, I'm good. I mean, we're on time. Yep. I got a couple other things I've been watching, but they can wait, so it's no big deal. Yeah, that's all I got this week, folks. Um. Check out patreon.com slash snarf comics. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at snarf talk podcast or snarf comics. Um, and of course, the website snarftalk.com. Chris made his entrance back onto the back. website again. We're and he back posted, in the real world. He posted another blog, um, which is basically the synopsis of what our episodes are. And you can watch the episode there or from YouTube. Or just read what's, what it's about. But I would say traffic our website. Check it out. See what's on there. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.